Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast will definitely contain naughty words and spoilers. Hello and welcome back to all of our regular listeners, if we have some. (laughs) You're both very welcome. (laughs) And hello to any people who have just joined us. My name's Hayley and this is our podcast, Hayley Watches, and we're now on the fourth episode, aren't we? Episode four. Oh, it feels like forever. No. I've actually been a welcome relief this time round as well, as it's what? like a comedy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you haven't had a horror or a no. tense film or no. a war film. Where? You got to have a laugh. I did. It was lovely. Um, last episode, we watched 1917, had a little bit of an argument, we've had a little bit of a debate. We put it up on our, my, on our Instagram page and it was 50-50. Um, so make sure you check it out. And like, you can still vote. It's not closed. Is it not? Does it still work? Oh, no, that one is closed. I'm just saying you could, there's like other ways you can contact us on your on your views. Oh, we'll yeah. go through that at the end because I don't really have another argument over it. Yeah, because it was 50-50. So half the people who said that pilot wasn't a bastard were wrong. And the other half were obviously right because they picked the same as me. Uh-uh. Look, don't start because you'll get all aggravated again. Just move on, will you? Let's just move on. I'm so. right. <laughs> Subliminal messaging in the background. So, anyways, as Colin said in the last episode, I've watched an awful lot of comedies, haven't I? I've that are like on lists of things. Like yeah, Monty Python. You go through lists of the best comedy films. That, yeah, Monty Python. And yeah. you've seen all of them more times than I have. Yeah. Um, I have actually seen quite a few Leslie Nielsen films, um, and so I do find it quite funny. And again, I've watched stuff like Robin Hood Men in Tights. Um, there's the um, Hot Shots, Hot Shots Part Deux. Part Deux. Um, yeah, the sort of parody slapstick yeah. type yeah. comedies. And I do find it funny. And also, again, like our TV shows, um, like Harry Enfield and Chums and Far Show, absolutely love them shooting stars all that sort of stuff so i find this humor quite uh, my, like my cup of tea I do find it quite funny so i was really looking forward to watching it. i had no fear and no anxiety just <laughs> no, was, no stress no i was generally looking forward to much my more Pino laid Grigio back blush and just like 
actually having a lull rather than thinking, oh God, what the fuck am I going to see now? <laughs> so yeah, it's <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> yep, I felt like a bit of blush that night and that happened. Um, so the Naked Gun, it was actually made in 1988. Yeah, so we were, as old as us. Yeah, well, it's the same my brother was born. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's just leave that there. Um, so a little bit of a brief outline of what it is. So it's called The Naked Gun from the Files of Police Squad, with a little exclamation mark. That's yeah. like the whole title of the film, isn't it? I don't know if the Police Squad was a TV show. Oh, I don't know, I maybe. A TV show or a series one, they adapted it for that. We didn't watch this on Netflix again, because Netflix haven't given us a deal, so... Boycotting Netflix because they won't sponsor the show. Um, So, the description that was on wherever we watched it on, I can't remember now, um, says Leslie Nielsen stars as an incompetent cop, Frank Drabin, isn't it? Drabin. Drabin. Lord above. Oh, was it? Okay. Um, Who is out to stop a plot to assassinate the Queen? And that's our Queen. You know, it is. There's, there's a queen of another country. Oh, I don't know countries have queens, but they're queen so and so of wherever. Whereas our queen is just called the queen. Yeah. We love. I love Queenie. She's so badass. <laughs> She's badass. <laughs> She's just the queen. So the film starts in Beirut. What's it called? Beirut. And before we started, what did you think it was called? I can't remember now what I said. Beirut or something? <laughs> to pronounce it. That place it starts in, is it called Beirut? <laughs> I was like, I was trying to like work out how it's spelled. It's like one of those tricksy words. I was like, oh Lord. I mean, it gets even worse, guys, as uh, we commence through at calling out to explain an awful lot to me because it went right over my head. So, um, there's Not like a, the jokes, luckily. No, thank God. It's just, I am very uneducated, apparently, as to who these people around the table were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I so I wrote down, so there's like a plot um, to make the Americans suffer and there's like a table full of people and I was like, they're just kind of like stereotypical people from like whatever country they're supposed to be representing and you were like, yeah, they're, they're actual people. Yeah, yeah they're based on real actual people, <laughs> not just stereotypes. So they're based on like, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev was the Russian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the main one is the Ayatollah, I don't really know. Um, Yasser Arafat, Castro, Gaddafi, uh, and I think there's one or two more. I can't yeah, remember. I can't remember. They're based, basically people America hate and who hate America right back. Yeah. So, so their plot to, um, you know, make them suffer and make like a terrorist attack against them was like, kind of makes sense when you know who these people are. <laughs> know who they are or we've got a hint who they are it kind of makes more sense why yeah America. oh lord so um then you see like this shifty character in the background in like a brown cloak uh who reveals himself as leslie nielsen and then there's like a proper sort of slapstick fight isn't there like really cheesy yeah slapstick fight. eye pokes and speedball boxing yeah face. <laughs> i was like he rubs, rubs a mark off someone's head and you were like yeah, yeah see this is like this particular person yeah 
it off and it's like, <laughs> you're just like. I just laugh because it's hilarious. He's dropping a mole off someone's head. <laughs> so uneducated. <laughs> I don't do politics. <laughs> I really don't do politics. I don't get it. <laughs> My, I'm better off somewhere artistic, really. Um, or just drinking my rosé. Uh, so yeah, this is like a slapstick fight. Like he like knocks someone's hat off and then gives him a mohawk, like all that sort of stuff, isn't there? Just Yeah. So at the end, um, he gets up onto the windowsill and someone asks him who he is, and he's like, "I'm Lieutenant Frank Driven." Yeah. And he pushes open. Is this going to be another one of those episodes where you don't remember anyone's name? Yeah, I'm absolutely exhausted again. <laughs> so like, my brain's not working. Um, but he pushes open the shutters and then they fly back and smack him in the face and it like falls out the window. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to like this. I think I'm going to like this film. So, love it. So, um, there's like, then it sort of cuts to the opening credits and there's a police car with a little blue cherry light on it, isn't there? Red cherry light. Why do I keep saying blue? I don't know because cherries are red. Yeah, I know. You know. So the car's like driving down the road and then it swerves and like goes to hit people and then it, the pavement, it Yeah, and then it like starts driving through a house and you're like, the fuck is going on? My favourite bit when it drives through the house is like there's a mum and she's like, Ah, move that way and it drives through a room with a boy and his dad and the dad's reading the back and they just both just sit down and look at it go yeah. like what? I'm not getting out of my chair. And then um, it drives through a shower room with loads of naked ladies. Flipping in a bit of titty. <laughs> with a titty and ass. <laughs> you give it a titty and butt. And that's all you get in. There's nothing else in this film that's remotely sexual. There's just this bit here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it ends up like on a roller coaster. And you're like, well, seriously, what is going on? And then it starts up in front of this shop, which turns out to be a donut shop. And you're like, obviously. Obviously Police a donut shop. Donuts. Yeah. Uh, and then you, you see, I saw two names I was pretty surprised by who were in the film. So you've got Priscilla Presley. I was like, what's she doing in a film? And then there was OJ Simpson. I was like, really, what is he doing in a film? <laughs> That's when I dropped my OJ fact on you that you were quite shocked about as well. What was that one again? The um, was considered originally for the part of the Terminator. Yeah! Uh, obviously the Terminator was a bad guy and at the time they were like... No one's going to believe that O.J. Simpson is a bad guy who kills people. I don't know. We'll just leave that there. That's like a little... So, Los Angeles Harbour. <laughs> We're not saying he did it. No, I'm not. I, you know, if the glove fits. <laughs> or doesn't. Who knows? Doesn't. I mean, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, I don't, I'm not into that sort of stuff, so it's we're going to move on. He's not guilty officially. <laughs> well, I'm not either. Yeah. Go, go, go. We're not, a, we're not a true crime podcast. Um, so yeah, so we're at well, Sandley's Harbour, and strangely, we're going to open with OJ's character, Norberg. Norberg. Who is Can laying... You just call him Norbit? No. Every time I think about his name, I'm like, ah, Norbit, Norberg. Norberg. <laughs> He's... um. On the harbour, and he's looking at your boat, it says, I love you. And it's like spelled L-U-V, isn't it? Yeah, that's the name of the boat. And L-U. he can hear like a suspicious conversation, which is about drugs. Heroin. Heroin. Um, 
so he like goes over onto the boat and he like pulls his gun out and it's really dramatic and he goes to kick the door open and his <laughs> fucking whole leg goes through and then like all his men are like sat at the table the druggies and then just really slowly take their guns out and just point them at the door <laughs> just he goes to kick the door down just kicks a hole in it gets his leg stuck Oh, it's genius. He just, I think he just turns the handle and opens the door after that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny. Um, so he gets in, he's like, oh, like the police, drop your weapons. And one guy does. And I was like, oh, he's like my sole person because that's exactly what I would do. I'd still drop it, even though they're heavily outnumbered. Um, then this bad guy appears through another door and says that they need to kill him. So they shoot him. Um, so like in a proper, it's almost like that bit in mask when he gets shot. He's like, ooh, ah, ee, ah, ooh, ah, ah. <laughs> it's getting real dark. Whatever it is, he says. It's just... He starts stumbling around. He's yeah. shot like seven or eight times and starts stumbling around. So he like falls into the wall. that has got paint on it. He's like, oh no. Yeah, and then... There's a bit, he, like, cause he, what does he do? He bangs his head on something. Yeah. Then he step in a bear trap. Bear right? trap. Like, oh, burns bear. his hand. Burns face in a cake. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah, falls over, puts his face again. But my favourite bit of the whole thing is when he acts in it. Like he's been shot, and then he leans against a wall with wet paint on, and he goes, "Oh no!" <laughs> That's just absolutely brilliant. No, you're, you're dying from gunshot. Yeah. This oh, is brilliant. And then he falls into the sea, and that's the end of that scene. But like this, I think it just where I've been so used to watching films that are like too. Sometimes nearly three hours long, like the shortest some day some films nowadays are like one hour fifty. This film is so fast. I really struggled. My notes are horrendous, so yeah, I apologise in advance because I was just struggling because it's like joke after joke after joke after joke. Non-stop, yeah. So busy laughing at a joke that you then have to pause it and rewind. Yeah. Because they said something and you don't know what they said, and half the time it turns out to be another joke. And yeah. The next, the next bit, it's actually an important bit of the plot. So totally I've, missed. yeah, I've tried to pick up bits that I thought were really funny and that vaguely follow the storyline. But honestly, I mean, I think this is definitely one. I don't think we're going to do it much justice talking about it. You're going to have to like definitely, definitely watch it. Um, but anyways, so it cuts to the airport and there's a plane and you see uh, Leslie Nielsen's character, Frank, coming down the stairs um, with another officer. And um, Ed. Ed. And uh, this like stewardess is walking up with a bunch of flowers like no flowers <laughs> no flowers and she's like looks at him really strangely and walks know. off yeah and in the background you can see like all the luggage just like, launched off the aeroplane onto frozen. the floor <laughs> literally thrown to the ground <laughs> I was like I'm pretty sure that happens for reals just a total like really subtle joke in the background if you spot it you're like oh it's brilliant you laugh yeah you could easily miss it and not see it at all it's brilliant um so they're having this conversation. He's saying about how, like, talking about this woman that's broken his heart. And as they walk down, there's like a little microphone set up in the press, isn't there? Yeah, those photographers and reporters, and yeah, like the press conference microphone. Yeah. So he like walks up to it and starts talking into it about how it's like his heartbroken things. And then Ed's like, Frank, they're not here for you. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at him and then he was saying, he's like, Weird Al Yankovic is on their plane. <laughs> That's the Weird Al coming out. Yeah. To go down the steps. With the flowers but, that were actually yeah, for him. Yeah, could, could you get more 80s than Weird Al? Oh, that's brilliant. 
so um there's like an ongoing theme through the film of him drive like so nielsen's character frank driving cars and just like crashing them or reversing into things so it kickstarts him getting in the car and reversing it into like the truck of luggage and it yeah. yeah um so like they're driving along you don't know where they're going they're just driving and he's talking about this woman that's broken his heart and he says like oh sometimes like everything i look around like everything reminds me of her and it turns around like pans around to the windscreen and there's two buildings shaped like tits like you have little erect nipples on the top and i was like oh dear <laughs> This really shouldn't be funny. But it really, really is. Um, And then, um, I don't think I've written it down right, but this is possibly one of the funniest jokes in the film. They're talking about, talking about Norberg and the doctors have said that he's got a 50-50 chance of living, but a 10% chance of it not, of him not or something. So he said, yeah, he says, so the doctors say it's 50-50 whether we'll make it or not. Yeah, and you're like, he's looking at him like, what? Frank, yeah, Frank slowly, he's driving, he slowly turns his head to the side, looks at him like, what the fuck did you just say? This is brilliant. So um, they turn up at the hospital. and you... the end of the luggage train joke. What was that? And they pull up at the hospital and he's got... Oh, yeah, the whole row of all the luggage trucks. Still attached to his car, so he crashed into it, but actually been attached to his car. So he just driven all that way with everyone's luggage on it. Um, so they look at the hospital... And he's seen Norberg laid out in the bed with his wife and the doctor's like saying to her, we can, I think we can save your husband's arm. Where do you want us to send it? <laughs> and she's like wailing and crying. It's like jokes like that the whole way through, isn't it? Um, so they're trying to talk to him and they're trying to bring him round. And then he ends up, uh, Frank ends up making the whole bed fold in half, doesn't he? And he's yeah, like so faces in his lap. Half, and then, yeah, then he gets like his faces in his crotch and everything. It's absolutely brilliant. So he comes around and he's saying to him, like, trying to get information out of him. And he says, oh, I love you. And he's like, oh, yeah, I love you too. And he's saying, like, no, 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 there's some drugs. He's going, nurse, get him drugs. He's like, heroin. And he's like, oh, that's a bit of a taller order, a big ask. You may need to give me a few days for that. And you're like, man. Uh. So, like, they're talking to his wife. And she's, oh, I found this amongst his possessions. It's a picture of the boat. And then Ed's like, I think, think, this is like what he means. Yeah, and this boat's called the I Love You. And when he said I Love You, he must have been telling you the name of the boat. And Frank's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Did you? Did yeah. you? You didn't know. <laughs> um, so we find ourselves in a pre- press conference with the mayor who announces that Queen Elizabeth II is going to be in the USA for a visit and that police squad are in charge of looking after her. So you're like, oh my God, what could go wrong? <laughs> I'm sure that's probably a bad idea. Um, and at this point, you see Frank drinking like water. So you're like, like neck and neck. Yeah, you're like, oh, bloody hell. Um, he gets up to do a talk- speech and his mic's not working. So the lady that sat on next to him says, Oh, here, don't take my radio mic. Um, he does a little speech. When he's finished, the mayor starts speaking again. So he gets up and nips the toilet. And then while she's talking, you just hear him having the biggest piss. <laughs> It is massive, isn't it? Like, yeah, they might as well have had the mic next to his dick. It's so yeah. loud. And it's like that bit in Austin Powers. It goes on and on and on and on and on. And a little stop-start bit. Yeah. It's like he's, he's got his hands behind his head at one point. And yeah. Goes, oh, and he lets out a little is... fart. <laughs> he does, yeah. A little I love fart. a little fart popping out. It's just good. He's got a little fart. 
Yeah, I love fart. Yeah, like, I can't help it. If I, if I hear a fart, I laugh. You do, yeah. You're very, you, it's like you when, I'm at wo- when I'm at work and they say about skid marks in the road, I literally crease up. Hot fuzz. Yeah. Just, I can't cope. Skid marks. <laughs> There's no skid marks. <laughs> Just literally. <laughs> can't help it. Such a child. Um. So, yeah, so they... He does all that, so they everyone can hear him weeing and farting. Um, and then I haven't really written much more, but we then move on to the harbour, so I guess they're going to get information. This is weird, uh, while we're talking about Lieutenant Frank and the police squad, there is actually a police car with his lights on right outside our house. Is there? Yeah. Well, goodness me, if our boys were up, they would be um, all over that. We'll take a little break while we investigate. Yeah, absolutely. We're back, we're back. Sorry, we had to have a little look at what's going on because we were... Nosy. Yeah. Love a bit of drama, don't we? We asked them if they had any luck. No luck catching them swans. Eh? <laughs> Just the one swan, actually. <laughs> <laughs> they look like they're doing a very thorough job. Well done, officers. Anyways, um, so going back to where we were... So just at the press conference and they go to the harbour where the incident happened with Norberg. Yeah. And uh, Frank like drives into the harbour and hits a fisherman and he falls into the Not water. Into the harbor, yeah. And it like pans around and you see like the white chalk outline of where Norberg was. It's, it's floating on the water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> chalk outline floating on top of the water. Amazing. Um, and he goes to speak to this man that's inside this hut, which I don't know if it's like the harbour master, I don't really say, but he goes up to him and this Frank's asking him these questions and he's like, have you, do you, what have you seen? And he's like, well, I, don't, I can't really say. So he gives him some money. He goes, does this help? And he's like, mm, not really. He goes, how about this? And gives him some more. And he's like, okay. So he gives him a bit of information. And then he asks Frank a question. He's like, I can't really say. He's like, would this help? And he gives him back his money. Back his own money. And he's like, mm, not sure. So he goes, would this help? And he's like, <laughs> yeah, okay. So he gives him some information. Literally just bribe each other. Yeah. Time, and then he's they? like... He then asks the guy some questions. He hands money back to him. And then he says to Frank some about more information. He's like, I don't think I can really tell you. So he gives him back both the notes. And then he's like, oh, mm, they're still not enough. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm out. Can you spot me $20? <laughs> he gives him one note back. And he goes, how about now? <laughs> and Frank's like, okay, fine. <laughs> so stupid. It's absolutely ridiculous. So um, that all happens. And then they end up going to a guy called Mr. Ludwig's office. Yeah, the villain. Who turns out to be the guy that's on the boat who tells him to shoot Norberg. Yeah. So when uh, Frank's describing what's happened with an officer and he says the officer's still alive, thankfully, then obviously Ludwig's like, oh. Oh, that's that's, that's good news. Good news I'm but he's, happy about that. It's obviously not. But um, he's talking about his office and he says like, this office reflects my personality. I've got these Japanese fighting fish that cost like, Ten thousand pounds of fish, and they're quite beautiful, aren't they? And it's going about how he's got these Ming vases that cost thousands of pounds, and this unbreakable samurai pen. What the fuck is that? He literally spends five minutes telling you how much everything costs. And yeah. Like, well, this is all going to get broken. Yeah. Very, very quickly. So he hands over this pen, which of course Frank breaks, and part of the pen flies into the fish tank. And you're like, okay, here we go. <laughs> so. He, like, puts his hand into the tank while Ludwig's not looking. Yeah, and he turns, turns around. He's talking to him, Frank's, like, trying to fish the pen out. 
and he looks at him and he pulls his hand out and he hides it and he's like carries on talking and he turns his back again so he puts his hand in this time the fish like bites him and it's hanging off his finger and he's like trying to flick it off so then Ludwig turns it around again and he puts it behind his back and then he turns his back again to Frank and he puts his hand in and then the fish is like on his nose and he pulls it off and he grabs a pen and then he puts both behind his back and, he, and he's like, his face goes, like, drops, isn't it? Yeah, and you're like, fucking hubbard stab the fish. So uh, Ludwig turns his back again and he chucks the fish back into the tank. So they finish their conversation. Um, well, not, not quite yet, because then he introduces... Uh, well, does, do they? Because then he just shakes his hand and his hand is, like, full of water. And he's like, what... What, what is that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's soaking wet. And wet. <laughs> so then he says about how he's going to get his assistant, Miss Spencer, to come down and help him find all the information that he needs at like paperwork because obviously he wants to really help the police with this. Um, and then Priscilla Presley appears looking very stunning in like a very fitted dress at the top of the staircase. So like when he, there's that narrating that he does and it sounds like that kind of private eye type. Private eye film. Yeah. yeah. So she it was really. Night. It was dark. It was raining. I was smoking a cigarette. <laughs> I'm Julius Pepperwood. <laughs> Pepperwood. Pepper what a character! Um, so she like slowly starts, like slowly and seductively starts walking down the stairs, and then like just decks it and <laughs> falls down it. Full on stacks. It yeah, and then the she stairs. gets up and like checks herself off and they start walking and he's like describing so they're walking down the corridor how beautiful she is and she yeah. sort of seductively looks behind her and then walks straight into the wall i'm like <laughs> bird i feel you because it's exactly <laughs> the sort of shit i do technique. <laughs> i put on a nice dress and i look seductive and then i spill gravy on myself it's just you know oh that's all shit um so he so she does all of that and they walk into an office and she's talking about the paperwork and there's like a ladder and I finally find out why I was a beaver. <laughs> and I was not disappointed, I have to say. She goes up the ladder yeah. and Frank looks like Frank's looking up her skirt and he just looks at and says, Nice beaver. <laughs> and she's like, thanks, I had his stuff last week. And she passes him down this like An actual cool stuffed beaver. beaver. <laughs> absolutely brilliant um so they're doing a little bit of like funny flirting and he says like i want to take you out for viking food <laughs> like what even would viking food be like a hunk of meat like i just don't even know meat on the bone and yeah meat. <laughs> do you know like four when he like throws it on the floor or whatever <laughs> It reminds me a bit of like um, the sort of humour in Anchorman as well. It's just like, <laughs> yes. just saying something so utterly random that makes no sense to anything that's going on and it's still really, really funny. Just absolutely brilliant. Um, Great Odin's Raven. <laughs> what? Oh, so, um, so he leaves. I, I, get, I can't remember how it all finished, but basically Lubbock comes back in again and he says that he wants Priscilla's character jane to um get to know the lieutenant more um he doesn't want any bad any bad doing or anything to weed out all this stuff because he'll, he make, he's making up that he wants to help the police yeah, but like, really we, a, we need to help the police we can't have any criminals working for yeah. us and all that and basically he just wants her to unknowingly spy on yeah and yeah give information trying to turn her into a mole so um this <laughs> this Mm, molly, 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 molly. 
So this like is my favourite crash scene. Like this is just brilliant. So he pulls up somewhere. Um, I think it might be like their headquarters, police headquarters. Police squad headquarters, yeah. He crashes into the, is it the builder's scaffolding? I think the builder's of the hospital, but he crashes into something, but basically he didn't put the handbrake on, did he? So his yeah. car starts so really rolling away. Airbags, guys, yeah. don't they? Like, but they overinflate massively, like the airbags fill the car and he gets out. And then the car starts rolling on its and it own. It nearly hits someone and he like starts shooting at it and it explodes. And he's like, did anyone get the reg number? Did anyone see the driver? <laughs> All these people running around the chat and then he suddenly tweaks and he's yeah. like, oh, this, this is my car. And he uh, says to the officers, he's like, uh, maybe ask the witnesses if they've seen anything. And he like dashes <laughs> into the building. He just runs off. So then like this bit's like in a lab, which is a little bit like James Bond-esque. So you've got like, the they're all in white seats and I like the doctors. Yeah of like who are making his weapons he says oh yeah and he's like oh you see this shoe looks like an ordinary shoe but look and this knife pops out the top and he starts pulling out like all other little bits like uh, corkscrew and things and he's like this is a swiss army shoe (laughs) you're like yes of course it is because why wouldn't it be a swiss army shoe and then he shows in the cufflinks that have got like a little mini dart in it which won't kill someone but it just like knocks them out and he's like here i'll show you on ed (laughs) here let me demonstrate on ed he fires it straight into his neck and doesn't he go he's like why why Why?" (laughs) it was so funny and then they have to go into another room don't they and this is like a really just again like the subtlety of the humor so ed and that the guy he's like you walk through the doorway don't they yes yeah. and then frank just walks past <laughs> walks around the wall in front of camera because it's obviously it's a set and there's no full wall so he just walks around the wall just brilliant like, so stupid so they've got a piece of clothing that's um norberg's and yeah. they think they say that there's like heroin on it and he's like here look take a look frank so look the microscope the knee. yeah and he's, he looks at his shut eye yeah. he's like i can't see anything use your open eye frank <laughs> <laughs> i mean when you say the jokes out loud it's they're still funny, funny. But they're so ridiculous. You're like, what? how did they make a film with these in? Lord, so they say we have to try and clear Norberg because we don't know if he's like a bent cop or if he's like... Yeah, and they don't want to, like, they don't want this overshadowing the Queen's visit and things like that. No. So they need to get it, need to get it sold before the Queen arrives. Mm. So they're back in the hospital with, um, see Norberg, which is where he crashes into the scaffolding for the builders. That's right, yeah. And uh, there's a doctor in there. And I think it's... I've written down Mr. Pashmina, who I think is also at the beginning scene with Frank. Frank, around the table. Yes, he is, yeah. Um, And then he pushes something on his watch and it triggers the watch on the doctor and the doctor tries to assassinate Norberg. Yeah. Um, Obviously, when they walk in, so when Frank and Ed walk in, they see the doctor trying to put a cushion, the pillow over his... Yeah, yeah. So like a, another little fight happens. Doctor jumps out the window. He like flags down a car and he gets the guy out and he drives off. And then Frank tries to stop a car. They drive off and then he's like gets into the back of another car. He goes, follow that car. And then he's, the driver actually goes, drive ahead. And he realizes it's like a learner <laughs> driver. <laughs> it's so she's like terrified and he winds the past the the window down at the back and he's shooting. She winds hers up, don't she? <laughs> So he ends, they end up driving down this one-way bit and there's a lorry coming towards him. And so she's frantically reversing backwards and the driver shouts at her like, you're done broad. And the driver's actually goes, 
extend out your arm, extend out your middle finger, and then he's like, and then she basically like, just swearing at him, isn't she? I was like, yes. On the advice of the driving instructor. So um, her name's Stephanie, and I was like, yeah, go Stephanie. <laughs> so that's absolutely hilarious. Then the drive, the doctor's car ends up crashing into a tanker. Yeah. Then into like I've written down a rocket, so it's like yeah, he crashes into like a lorry, doesn't he? And yeah, an explosion. But then he comes out the other side, still on the car, and he crashes into like a missile that's been taken down the street, <laughs> and he comes out the other side, riding the missile, and then the missile crashes into a fireworks factory, <laughs> and then big explosion, fireworks everywhere. Like oh god, so that's that's absolutely hilarious. Um, so then there's like. I've written down um, that he's there's a change of I think it's like a change of scenery or something. But something happens and someone says, "Where the hell am I?" I can't remember what that bit is. <laughs> so we'll um we'll, we'll cut that bit out. Anyway, so we end up back at um it turns out to be Frank's flat. Yeah. Um and he uh he walks in and finds it's open. And oh, he was expecting it. What bit was that? Uh, goes, Frank starts walking, doesn't he? And narrating oh, yeah. what's going on. He's walking and he's like narrating over the top and everything like that. And then all of a sudden he's in like the middle of the nowhere and his narration ends with, where the hell am I? <laughs> That's it. That is the bit. It's like really tickled me. Because he walks for so far and the scenery is so strange. <laughs> it's like literally, it takes about two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Where the hell, hell am I? I? <laughs> <laughs> so they end up back at his flat, and I think the door's open. And he's like, "Whoa, there's someone in there." He does these really weird acrobatic, yeah, like flips around, and backflips through, and then against the wall with his gun and looking around corners <laughs> and doing all this gymnastics moves. Oh my god! And then he gets into the kitchen, and there's Priscilla Presley, so Jane, standing there cooking, and in one like, of his shirts. In one of his shirts, yeah. So then there's like a little. He goes, oh, I'm just going to go sit, sip into something a little bit more comfortable. And he comes out in a suit. <laughs> he, goes, he goes off in one suit. He's like, let me just slip into something more comfortable. Comes back in a completely different suit. Yeah. And then he's talking like about a classic uh, love story between like a girl meets boy. Boy falls in love with girl. Girl leaves boy. And then like he says something else that's like absolutely hilarious. Like just this chain of things. This monologue, yeah. Um, so um, she ends up like peeling open her the shirt and he's like going into like a bit of a love scene and then he does like a peel away shirt he just suits he just rips yeah, the so suit she, off she doesn't he changes to a dress as yeah she lets the dress fall down and then he grabs the collar of the suit and just pulls Heels it away it like velcro <laughs> and then he says <laughs> like, i always practice safe sex and then they're written <laughs> massive condoms full <laughs> body condoms aren't they head to toe giant condoms rolling about on the bed <laughs> Oh my god, uh, that was so funny. It's <laughs> so stupid, but it's just brilliant. So then you've got like the most amazing like montage of them having like amazing days, days yeah, and time together. Yeah, and... they go to like the cinema to see um what was oh, the Platoon. <laughs> and they can't laugh <laughs> they can't laughing and patting and they've been to see Platoon. It was absolutely hilarious. No. Just know, why would you do that to me? <laughs> you don't even know what it's about. I just, I, I know it's going to be some sort of war film. Maybe. Okay. Anyways, it turns out it's just one day. <laughs> yeah, it all happens over one day. <laughs> he says at the end, like, this has been the best day of my life. It's just absolutely brilliant. Um, 
so that's the end of like the little love scene and it cuts to a stakeout um outside Ludwig's office and they're, like he's eating food and they're eating nuts aren't they? They're peeling the shell off and eating yeah. nuts. Dropping them out the window. So they end up, um, so you see Ludwig leave. So Frank like has to push open his door with all like the front, uh, like the nutshells and things. Gets in and he starts searching his office and he he suddenly opens the drawer and goes, bingo, and pulls out a bingo card. (laughs) It's just like jokes like that the whole way through, isn't it? Just so funny. Um, And then he finds like... I forgot about that (laughs) Bingo. It's just brilliant. When he finds a letter that it's got like basically saying about the um assassination plan. Yeah, the money and he, for it, like how much yeah. it paid and, and he gets out a lighter and you know what's gonna happen. He light, lights a lighter and he's looking at it, trying to read it, and the freaking thing sets on fire. So he's trying to put it out, and of course then he puts his foot in the bin and he gets stuck. So he's falling around, turns the piano on, it's like an electric piano in it, like the plays it's yeah, and he just proceeds to trash the whole whole office the The fire spreads everywhere oh my god carnage actual carnage and then ludwig's on his way Way back back in in. so he like climbs out the window and there's like a load of statues on the outside that have got like (laughs) boobs and penises so he's like grabbing onto the boobs and he's like shimmying along the edge and then the woman opens up the window and she's got some rather lovely jubblies and he then grabs hold of her actual jubblies and then she's like screaming and he falls but he as he's falling he leans across and grabs hold of like one of the penises on the other statue and he's like hanging off it so then like another window opens and the woman screams again because he's hanging onto a dick so eventually he managed to like swing around, get through another window that's open and he's holding this massive dick and he's in the bedroom of the woman. Yeah. But of course, obviously when he had hold of it, when he let go, it's now an erect penis. Obviously he's given the statue a hard on where he's been like hanging off it. So you're like, oh, of course. Um, so that all happens. <laughs> they go see the mayor, don't they? Yeah. Literally going to say that because she says about the sexual harassment with a concrete dildo. That's <laughs> 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 the best bit of the whole film. <laughs> sexual harassment with a concrete dildo. And then she's talking about all these like things he's done wrong. He's talking about how these people that he killed and she's like they were actors in the shakespearean production of caesar or something (laughs) people in the park waving swords and stuff of course i'm gonna start shooting it's like it was a play it's absolutely brilliant it's so funny so he's been fired oh oh god the concrete builder (laughs) it's so funny (laughs) so he's back at his flat and um he takes off his jacket and his like gun holster is like bra straps did you see that? Yeah. Like it hadn't hooked yeah. it and things. Um, so this is when Priscilla, well, Jane comes into the thing and they start having a talk and he's pulling out all his food from the fridge, isn't he? And it's all like yeah, all well out of date, date and stinking. He smells the milk and he's like, Ugh! he's like, she pulls out a thing of Chinese takeout. He's like, oh, I thought they closed years ago. And then he opens oh, the door and he's like, Ugh. so funny. And she's like trying to find them something to eat. And she's about how she's got a meeting with Ludwig. Um, and he gets all upset and things, but you see some of his food like moving, don't you, on top of the fridge? Um, so rank. 
is so grim. So then you end up, he then goes off to Ludwig's packing factory or company, it's called. Basically, it's like an abattoir. Mm. Um, and then he starts getting shot at, doesn't he? Yeah. And whoever's shooting at him ends up. <laughs> the, guy, the guy shouts something, doesn't he? The friend shouts back, and the guy starts shooting. He's like, try not to talk and fire the gun at the same time. I can't hear you. <laughs> Yeah, just and he then falls into like this disgusting thing that of whatever um i mean i, I haven't written because like i said this film was so quick and there's so many jokes i don't think it's making very much sense when i'm talking about it because no. there's like literally no flow to this podcast at the minute because it just so much happens yeah. so i don't know how good a, good a listen this is going to be but um oh, yeah it's just um just just crazy um so just flip through a little bit um so they have this discussion about how he um or they go to the restaurant don't they where they're they're going to meet the queen yeah so they go and they start um i think by this time jane's found out what the plan is that's it and she they know someone's going to attack the queen they start padding people down as they come in and the queen's at Mm. this meal and then i think is it ludwig gives her like a gun as a gift. Like a yeah, so they, him and Jane, and Jane break up because she's because she's there with him. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, and then they say that they're given a war musket um, to the Queen. So they say to introduce her, they have like the trumpets going, yeah. and like it's right by Frank's ear, and he ends up like going all dizzy, and he sees Ludwig. Po- looks like he's pointing the gun at the Queen, so he like runs towards the queen and jumps but she's underneath and he's on top of her her legs are around him and they're just sliding on the table on top of so each other yeah, oh this is where he gets fired isn't it yeah yeah sorry this is where he gets fired because yeah there's a photo on the front page of the paper of basically him mounting the queen, queen. so they're talking in the office about it and they're saying about like oh you know um about him being fired and he finds a bit of paper in one of his jaws he's like oh, this proves that person was innocent. And they're like, he's been sent to the chair, Frank. <laughs> he was executed years ago. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh well. <laughs> just throws it away. Oh, dear. So um, I think the, then you cut to like another section. There's Priscilla and um, Ludwig. And this is when she finds out that the Queen's going to be assassinated at a baseball game. Yeah, in the seventh inning stretch. Yeah. that means in baseball. I don't really understand baseball. I know there's nine innings. Okay, fair dues. Um, so he obviously still wants, so Frank still wants to be a part of this. So he's trying to find ways of getting in to stop this assassination happening. Um, so he is running around the stadium trying to get in and he finds there's a singer, Mr. Palazzo. Enrico Palazzo. Yeah. So he um, hears the lady talking about the usher coming to find him. So he's made a bit of a drama queen, isn't he? Because he's going to be singing the national anthem. Yeah. So he knocks on the door. Pretends to be the usher. Sure. Punches him in the face. Dresses up as Mr. Palazzo. And then the usher comes along and takes him. And um, he goes out to sing the national anthem. And it's horrendous. And obviously Ludwig sees it's him. And hit the, you see the police officers are standing there with their they're, hands on their chest. They're running out to arrest him, but he's still singing the anthem, so they all stop and put their hands on the chest and try and edge the <laughs> Yeah. So that happens. So he runs away, and there's like, um, he finds one of the umpires. Yeah. And he 
punches him. Steals his clothes. But he's like on the bed, bent over, like with his bum in the air, isn't he? Yeah. And Frank's undressing. And then a guy walks in. in. Okay, whatever. <laughs> just leaves. And I also written down there's a really funny bit where Ludwig's eating a um they're talking like a hot dog and he finds a finger in it. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, randomly, though, there's a bit of finger in so it. Like, weird. There's no pretext to that joke whatsoever. No. It's just randomly a bit of finger in his hot dog. Um and then it shows like all the players around just or everyone spitting. Yeah, whole scene of just everyone in the stadium spitting. But, like people watching the players and they're like spitting and grabbing their balls. The Queen spits as well. Yeah, it's just like so random. So then you see Frank as the umpire um, and he, I think he's spoken to Ed previous and they're trying to search all the players for a gun because they think this is yeah, the, one players of the players is, is going to be, be, the the, uh, be the one the who just assassinated yeah. him. Um, so, he, so they throw the ball and he, the, I don't know who the guy is behind the batter. Catcher. Catcher. And they, it's all silent and they're like waiting for him and he goes, strike and then everyone cheers yeah and then basically he just got a montage of him dancing around going strike <laughs> yeah because everyone claps so he, thinks it's really, yeah. he just really gets into it doesn't he just absolutely brilliant and then there's like loads of him like fun like searching the players as they're yeah, running around he gives, him yeah. a, he gives him a pat down and then um they're basically like um we see all the signals and signs that all the players are doing as well like i don't know like tapping your tapping eye and yeah, yeah. and it gets like absolutely mental and there's also a bit where he like frank's hoovering the bases yeah he starts off sweeping them off and then it's hoovering dustbusters yeah. <laughs> just so funny anyways we get to the seventh inning and they said you can't get to a third out yeah which i guess is a third, a third strike there's a third strike if there's another out then that's when the assassination is going to happen. Yeah. So you need to keep keep them in, Frank. Don't call them out. Yeah, and he keeps yeah. going like, um, out or no, ball, ball or whatever. Yeah. Um, so eventually, he ends up with a third out, and then you see one of the players triggers the watch, and he lifts up one of the um, bases, and there's a gun underneath it. So it's not on the players; it was hidden under a base. Yeah. Um, the bloke who's the assassin is actually a really famous baseball player oh is he yeah reggie jackson I think his name is. is he mentioned in the simpsons episode no oh Not what an episode that is that's a classic Simpsons episode with the ringers for the softball yeah we're talking home in the straw. <laughs> one of the best ones love it and they all go missing yeah daryl strawberry <laughs> plays homeless position Oh my god, he was so adorable as well. You play left field? I play left field. Are you better than me? Daryl Strawberry's like, well, I've never met you, but yes. (laughs) He's adorable. (laughs) Anyways, it's like a big fight, and I think all the players like bundle, don't they? Yeah, Frank interferes in the game, and there's a big argument, and they start a massive fight, and that's when Reggie Jackson's triggered to go and kill the Queen, and Frank breaks away from the fight, notices, goes after him. Yeah. Um, and he uses his um, stun cuff yeah, and he shoots it, but it misses, and it hits a lady on the top, like, like up on the top, the thing, thing top tier seat. and she falls, she falls down, down on him. <laughs> yeah. So that's like that, and then someone goes, "Oh, hey, look, it's Enrico and Palazzi." <laughs> <laughs> Enrico Palazzi saved the queen. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. Um, oh, but again, it's like big chunks because obviously you're watching it and you're pissing yourself laughing and I keep missing things down. But basically, he then chases um, Ludwig. Kidnapped. Jane. Jane, um, and he falls over, doesn't he? The edge, yeah, of the balcony, out of the stadium, landing on the road, getting run over. But that triggers his watch again. Yeah, and Jane, Jane. suddenly has a gun. And yeah, but it's Frank. the way that the guy dies. He gets like trampled over by a band. It's a steamroller and something else. Yeah, and then Ed goes, and Ed goes, band. "Oh, it's so sad." That's how my father went. <laughs> <laughs> and my father went the same way. You're like. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so yeah, so obviously then Jane's got the gun, she must kill Frank, and then he's like, they've got the big screen showing them, and he's going, oh, you know, talk about how much he loves her, and that he wants to marry her, and he shows her this ring, and she basically comes round, and she doesn't kill him, and everyone's like, sat there sobbing, and crying. Ending, yeah. The players are hugging, and crying, and stuff. Um, he obviously then gets his job back, so he's back into the police, yeah, back force. In the police force. And then Norberg turns up, and everyone's like, "Yay!" And then Frank hits him. <laughs> he's in a wheelchair, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Frank whacks him, and he goes down all the steps in the stadium in his wheelchair. Oh, it's absolutely brilliant. So, um, yeah, and that's how it ends. So, I mean, this was really actually quite hard to sort of talk about. Yeah, really, there's no like double meaning to anything. No, it's, it's basically we just described as many jokes as we could that we liked. Yeah, and a rough storyline. I mean, like I said, I. I really enjoyed this week watching that one. It was really, really good. It's just a classic. Yeah. Classic comedy film. Um, and it made a nice break. And um, to the extent, actually, that I haven't even found a special word for the one word review. Word. I know. So I'm just going to go with hilarious. Simple. To the point. Yeah. Because it was just four. Four stars, I guess. So only the same as 1917. Yeah. Still. It's still, I think it's one of those films that I will definitely watch again. You are holding out that five star review. I, I mean, am. I am keeping pocket. that in my pocket for You're something spectacular. No. Again, it's like with the ones and the twos. I think three and four are pretty safe. But I mean, one, I mean, you've really got to be some sort of dog shit, haven't you, to get a one? Yeah, I'm hoping that nothing that I picked is going to no. be a one or a two. Two. But I, I'm holding out on the five. But I did, I mean, like, I, I do wonder whether that film would be made nowadays. I mean, the the humour is obviously still, is, like I said, I love it. I do find it really funny. Sort of but humour's evolved a bit, hasn't it, sort of really? It informs a lot of it. Films like Scary Movie. Yeah. Things that wouldn't have been made if it no. wasn't for films like Police Academy. No. Even ones you said earlier, like Hot Shots and all that, if mm. it wasn't for films like Police Academy and Airplane. Yeah. You wouldn't have those films. No. Um, yeah, there's not too many jokes in that that are really outdated. No. There's not really a great deal of, like, sexist jokes. No. Racist jokes or anything. I was going to pick Blazing Saddles for doing a podcast. But one, you have seen it. Mm. And two, there's a lot of N-word in that film. Oh, yeah, I and just don't know. you definitely get away with it. Even no. though it's satire and, it, you know, it's Mel Brooks. It's nothing malicious about anything Mel Brooks made. But just... You, you wouldn't get it, mate. Well, I suppose you might, because they made Django Unchained, oh, which does hold the above. world record for use does of the Does it? Yeah. Jeez. It's actually officially a world record. It's the film with the most use of the N-word ever made. Oh, that's so not you really probably would of... get a bay with Blazing Saddles Yeah, today. but it's not really a sort of world record you want, is it, really? I don't know. It's Quentin Tarantino. He's obsessed with women's feet, so I'm sure he'd take anything yeah, he'd get. I suppose, yeah, I suppose. Yes, I suppose. Um, so yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I think it's definitely one I'd watch again. Um, it's light-hearted. It's just 
funny and um just an easy watch it's really easy it's, it's like what i'd probably call like a sunday afternoon type film obviously without the kids watching probably but it is yeah i did really enjoy it so yeah watch it peeps it's amazing yeah um what are you making me watch next week or next time oh, we're going for what some people have referred to as the scariest film of all time. Oh, for fuck's sake, what are we watching? The Shining. Oh. Oh, okay, I was waiting for you to say something horrendous. Actually quite excited to watch it. From what I understand, it's like all books made into film. The book is a lot better. Okay. I've never read the book. I've seen the film. Jack Nicholson is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think it's a great film. Oh, I don't think it's the scariest film ever made, not by a long shot, but oh, a lot cool. of people would put it up there. Actually, I'm quite looking forward to watching that one. I, I was, when you said the scariest film, I was like, oh no, uh, what's it going to be? Yeah. But no, I'm quite excited. There you go. A bit of a bit of psychological terror for you. See, I don't you? mind a bit of psychological, it's all good. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> oh, stay tuned, won't you? That's something to look forward to hearing. Um, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. Like I said it's a bit, we didn't know how it was going to come out because it's a comedy. It was a bit different to review. Um, it was a welcome break for me. But yeah, just let us know. If you do want to give us um, any ideas or your views on any of the films that we've reviewed so far, I say review loosely, um, then you can contact us on our Instagram page, which is Hayley underscore watches. Or you can email us on HayleyWatchesPodcast at gmail.com. Um, I think that's it really, isn't it? Is that the right email address? Oh, no, it's HayleyWatches2020 at gmail. Oh, we'll get it right one day. I think you've got it wrong every time. The Instagram's fine. I yeah. You've got the email wrong every time. <laughs> I know. It is HayleyWatches2020 at gmail.com. Literally anything you want to say. Yeah, if it's just hi. Yeah. If you don't I mean, have Instagram, that would be, be great. really easy to read out. Yeah, so it would be so nice to bye. have bye. someone say hi to us. It would be nice. I don't want to sound pathetic, but yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Talk to us, please. please. Um, hopefully, you'll join us for the next one. So, yeah, the next one to watch is The Shining. If you want to join in and review it yourself as well and let us know your views, that'll be glorious. So, anyways, that's, I think that's it for now. So, stay safe. And back in two weeks. Back in two weeks. Ciao for now. Ciao for now. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.